Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Proverbs 23, 7, as a person, as a man or woman thinks, process of thinking, in their heart, that means it's just not a thought that, that comes to you, it's a process of thinking. Everybody say process process of thinking. Y'all know what that means. There are times when you have thoughts and there are times when you think. So as a person thinks, so are they. What that scripture is saying is whatever it is that you're meditating on, you're constantly thinking about, will be something you're constantly speaking about because that is called the abundance of the heart. And as Jesus said, and I'll show you in this scripture, out of the mouth Okay, out of the abundance heart, mouth, out of the abundance heart, the mouth speaks. So see, you can put on a show and, and, and speak Christianese all you want. But ultimately, if we stick around long enough, the heart's going to show itself. It always does. Always. So you can hear people go, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus is good. And you're sitting there going, yeah, he is. And <laughs> I can't stand my mother. And they just, all of a sudden, you get, it's got to come out. All right? So just understand that. If you look at Matthew or Luke, but we're going to take a look at Matthew 12, 33. Jesus says this, make a tree good, and then its fruit will be good. Make a tree. I don't know how you make a tree, but that's not, in, in English, it's sort of like, how do you make a tree good? Well, the truth is, it's not talking about that. It's talking about, it's the Greek word poieo. Poieo is something important to understand because it talks about us a lot, that word, but it literally means something on the inside working out. Something on the inside working out. It's, it's being born again and having the mind being renewed and then things start inside working out. So this is saying in a tree, the good on the inside will produce good on the outside. So he says, when a tree is good, it produces good. Y'all got that? When a tree is bad, it produces bad. What's it based upon? The inside. I mean, you can see leaves and you can see bark and you can see trees, but that doesn't tell you what it is. It's the fruit that it produces will reveal what it is. Are you guys hearing? It's the fruit that produces that reveals what its true self is. Some of you need to hear this because this is relevant to life right now. You be hearing anything. You know, I was looking for information on, on something I'm doing right now for my life. And, and I noticed that there are specific people that are experts and there are countless hundreds of thousands of copy paste experts. In other words, they're just normal people that are taking that information and putting it on their YouTube channel and putting it on their information and acting like they're the experts. And you know what you always see? A watering down of the exact thing you need to know. It always goes that way, a watering down. In other words, this person will go A, B, C, D. This person will go A, B. Ah, you can do a little bit of this. Add a little C, D. Ah, you can do. And it's because they're not experts. They're just going by 
I feel this, I want this, I'm experiencing it, but you know, there's other ways around it. It doesn't work that way. If you want to have the highest level of understanding something, go to where the highest level of fruit is, amen? Where, where, where the orchards are just popping out all kinds of good fruit, amen? All right, so we, we want to get to that place where we know, and that's what Jesus wants for all of us. Not that other people know, he wants you to know. Why are, you, why are we here? So that you can see that I know? What, that doesn't, that's not going to work. I want you to know. I want you to know. I want you to know that you know that you know. And that's exactly what Paul did. Paul wrote many times. Actually, the whole New Testament's filled with this. And knowing this and having known. Those words are in there. So what Paul's saying is he's saying, listen, you've, you've got the instruction, you've been taught, and now you know this because you're doing it. And that's what we want. We want to know. We want to know the truth. And the knowledge of the truth shall set you free. Yeah, but what does the Greek say? Well, in reference to truth, it says, and the truth comes the knowledge of that truth and the application of the truth shall set you free. Truth can't set free unless truth is applied. And everybody in here understands that. Everybody. How many married couples we got here? Okay, I'll stick, I'll, I'll do the men since we're gonna have a man cave thing. All right, let's say we're having issues. And the reason why I'm taking men, because we're easy to figure out. Women are like, still can't do that. It's like, I, I, just, I just, thank you, Jesus, for not letting me down. <laughs> the, the point is, is there's a whole lot. They're complex. I mean, talk to Adam. Adam's like, yeah, Apple, all right, going to be something. That's all we know. Eve was talking to the devil. Adam, would you hear Adam going, hey, what, what are you guys talking about? And the, and the devil, see, the devil isn't even talking. The Bible said Adam was with Eve. Do you hear the devil one time going, Adam, what do you think? Questions, questions that I have when I get to heaven. Questions. Adam, come here. I need to talk to you. The thing is, is, we hear and we want information to help us become the best we can be as, as, as husbands, as parents, whatever. So we would like to get information, correct? So you could go to a marriage class, listen to Marriage 101, uh, listen to, you know, uh, uh, read a book on husbands and how to be the best or whatever, and you can get all that information up here. And go home and say, hey, man, I got all this information. It's awesome. And never put it to use. And what's going to happen? Nothing. You listened to it. You read it. You heard it. But until you apply it, nothing happens. And that's the same with the women. Same with parents, with kids, and whatever. If you just get truth, it isn't set free at all. It's when we apply it. Y'all got that? All right. So let's apply the truth. Very, very important to understand that. Apply the truth. 
So Jesus said, make the tree good. The fruit will be good. Make the tree rotten. The fruit will be rotten. Um, a person can be recognized a tree by its fruit. You poisonous snakes. Guess who he's talking to? The religious. I mean, that's straight out hard. Can you imagine? These guys are the, the best of the best church people in that time. And they all be, they, they, they just bagging on Jesus. So they're standing there acting like they're all that. And Jesus just says, hey, he starts talking about trees. And there's all kinds of people around. But these guys are like, they're, they're the, the picture of the closeness, relationships, spiritual people with God. That's in that time. And then Jesus is sitting there going, hey, tree good, fruit good, tree bad, fruit bad. You guys, you bunch of poison snakes. How do you say that with a, you poison snakes? I'm Jesus and I love you, you poisonous snakes. Are you serious? That's how people look at Jesus. Like some little just... Gross man. More like a wolf man. But he wasn't. And he never sinned. And there, he never succumbed to the enemy's tactics. But he was real to them and said, listen, this is the type of people you really are. And I want you to know. And I want them to know. Jesus said that. Jesus did that. You poisonous snakes. It's important to understand that because... He's commuting, communicates something of revelation, revealing about who they are. And it's something when you look at religion, you need to understand it's poison. It's poison because it's wor it doesn't work. Works and legalism and do this and do that. It doesn't work. And here he says, you poisonous snakes. How can you evil people say anything good. Now he's making it. He, listen, he's not destroying them in a place of your life's over with. You'll never be able to change. What he's doing is he's shaking them and getting them to understand the point as well as others around him. And he says, how can you do anything good if Evil is in you. Your mouth says what comes from inside you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He's saying this is what's truly in you. It's in you. It's not, this isn't a top of your head stuff. This is truly, I mean, anybody say something dumb, but it wasn't really you? Anybody in here? Just me? Okay, me and Pastor Larry. The rest of you, you all perfect. I need to hang around you guys more. But the point is, is we can always say something, but it isn't what we meant. It can be the heat of the moment, but it wasn't the abundance of our heart. Now, because the abundance of the heart is a fruit, you can tell when it's abundance of the heart because it's, it's constant. It's always there. If it's just this slip or this or that, that doesn't mean it's abundance of heart. Okay, so it says... Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth 
speaks. Amen? It does what? It speaks. So he says this, good people do the good things that are in them, poyo. But evil, evil people do the evil things that are in them. Now, also remember this, because I know you guys can read this stuff, start getting freaky, all right? Because I did. This is still the Old Testament. I know it says in your Bible, New Testament, Matthew. But it's not the New Testament, okay? It's still Old Testament. New Testament doesn't start till the book of Acts. You got that? When Jesus went to the cross, the temple, you know, the, the temple's rent, the, everything happens at that point. He dies, rises again. That's the beginning, the start of when the new covenant starts. That's what you have to understand because you start reading the Gospels. You, yeah, this is what people do, especially like end times. They start taking the Gospels and interpret it into like the tribulation or putting it into rapture or end time stuff. But New Testament says that stuff was a mystery. In other words, it wasn't revealed. So in the, old, in, the, in the Gospels, it's actually talking about, if it's talking about end time stuff, it's talking about the millennial. It's talking about the things that have to do with that. Things that have to do with the point of what is revealed before New Covenant or New Testament. And anything that has to do with like the church age isn't revealed. So those are things you understand when you start reading, you know, the, God, uh, the, the New Testament and start seeing Paul like talks about these things. The church was a mystery and so many different things. But here he's saying inside out bad, inside out good. And he's telling them this is how it operates. But he's not judging in a way where, well, if you say something bad, you got bad in you. You're going to hell. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about until the nature can be changed, you're going to have continual evil come out. Nature has to be changed. That's what he's talking about. All right, y'all understand that? Because I want you to get that and not get, you know, all caught up in uh, hearing this and thinking, oh, geez, I got some bad that's coming out of me. Does it make me bad? No. And plus he used the term, make the tree good. Well, that gives you an option, right? It certainly does. Now, I'm talking about the action of mind, choice, and operating that way. In your new birth, your nature's already changed. You can't, that's it, it's done. You already have a changed nature. Your nature's already changed. You're born again. So, you might not like your life now and say, well, maybe if I can get born again. No, you can't. Everybody understands that, right? No, because you get born one time. This is so elementary in understanding and knowledge. It can really help you in, you know, the, the, the stuff that religion has created just about salvation. They like to talk about losing your salvation and, and the impartable sin. And they use it in a sense of, are you doing good or are you doing bad? Are you a good witch or are you a bad witch? Are you guys hearing? I know you look at me and go, what the heck is he talking about? I do the same thing with you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> the, point, the point is, is... <laughs> Until you, until you get this, 
you, you lose sight of, of what is the Bible trying to show me? Because I'm telling you, religion can bring you to a place where you're like scared to death to live as a, of a believer because you're afraid he's going to kick you out of heaven. I've done this wrong. I'm no good. But when you understand scripture, when you know the truth, you're free in understanding it. And so what happens, people get caught up in these things, you know, the impartable sin. You, I, and, and Christians are great at, yeah, they committed impartable sin. They're drinking again. Yeah, they committed, they, they don't go to church anymore, impartable sin. Yeah, they did impartable sin. And it's so stupid because these are ignorant people talking. They don't know the scripture. Is there an impartable sin? Yeah, the Bible says what it is too. What is it? The rejection of the Holy Spirit. And what is that? The Holy Spirit's work is to do what? To reveal Jesus for salvation. So the only unpardonable sin is a sin of not receiving Jesus as Lord because you're rejecting the Holy Spirit's leading you, guiding you to receive Jesus. That's unpardonable. All through scripture, every sin is pardonable. Every sin. Every sin. You guys hear what I'm saying? I mean, this is, a, this is in the Bible, by the way. I'm not, you know, making this stuff up. But again, that's what religion does. It doesn't, it needs to have the wild card so it can control you. So it can be in a position of, oh, you're a bad person. Submit, you meanie. I like when Paul says, man, all things are lawful to me. He said everything. Who told Paul to write that? Holy Spirit. And what did he say? He said, I can do whatever I want. Guess what? Religion freaks out over that. But you know what you do? Whatever you want. Y'all in here do whatever you want. Why is that so freaky? Because now it's in the Bible. Oh, he said he can do whatever you want. You do. You do. You see what I'm saying? And they use the Bible. Well, then I'll just sin more. Yeah, you're going to do it anyway. It's what you do. That's what you choose to do. Grace doesn't make you sin more. You do. I mean, it's ridiculous. A lot of ignorant people out there, people. They're trying to teach the Bible. So what does that mean to me? It means I'm free understanding that. Because now, now he did not finish and stop there. He said, but not everything is good for me. Not everything is going to help me. Not everything is going to bless me. Not everything is going to keep me alive. I can jump off a, 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 the Empire State Building if I want. I'm, I can do it if I want. Yeah, you sure can. You'll be in heaven in like about two minutes or however long it takes for you to fall. Do you see what I'm saying? And, and this is what the Word teaches. But once you understand, listen, once you understand this stuff, it just, it can set you free. So how do we fix the heart? We got to guard it. Amen. You got to guard the heart first. Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world. Everybody say conformed. That in the Greek language, it literally means a, a, a picture or analogy of taking clay and shaping it. Taking clay and shaping. Anybody work with Play-Doh or clay at all? Yeah, if you went to elementary school, y'all did. Anybody eat Play-Doh? All right, there you go. All right, truth, truth. It's salty, isn't it? If I remember, it's salty. All right. So, and if you didn't, well, you don't know what you're missing out on. Just, but the point is, is 
the conforming, and I want you to have the picture because it's, this is the key to your transformation or your change as a believer. First of all, this is talking in a way where it should be simple to understand, but we make it so difficult. And the reason why we make it difficult because it's in the Bible and it's using words we don't use anymore. But the truth of the matter is, is everybody went through this whole process. You're born on this earth and you started receiving instruction to operate on this earth. And then if you find that instruction of whatever it is you are doing to be wrong, you change the information. The information now becomes new information that you operate on and you start operating in that understanding and you have change. That is a natural principle. And now it's here, which was written thousands of years ago, and it's telling us this is how you have change. You want to know how to do this right? This is how it starts. But don't be, everybody say don't be. What does that tell you? It's a choice, right? It's a choice. Don't be conformed to this world. This Bible is, these words are filled with hope. They're filled with, I don't know, they're just filled with so much excitement because I get, I get just crazy on stuff like this and I haven't got into anything because what I hear is this, Daniel, yeah, this stuff's nasty out there. Yeah, this stuff's bad out there, but you don't have to do it. It ain't about me. Oh, I'm lost. It's just I'm a loser. I'll never make it. It's just going to be this way for the rest of my life. And that's what the world wants you to understand, that they can control you more that way. But when you wake up to this truth, you start realizing, boom, I got a purpose. Now, oh, yeah, I screw up. Yeah, I blow it. Yeah, I you know, mess up here and there. But the point of the matter is, is God's got a plan for my life. And it's my, my decision to follow that plan. Okay. And that's what I need you to get. I need you to get this. It's so important. So he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Okay, so it's telling me the transform, transform is the process of the change. All right, the process of the change. So what it's saying is, is I need to make a choice. Don't be conformed to what they're trying to mold and shape me to. Don't be conformed. Don't be molded or shaped like the world, the world system. You got a mind, you have wisdom, use it. Just because someone said that, I'm a scientist, I'm a doctor. Yeah, and there's a million other ones. You see what I'm saying? Do not be conformed or shaped. Then, but, but be it didn't say don't and stop. Are you guys reading with me? It didn't say don't do it. Don't be conformed. Okay, let's go out and play. He's not stopping. He's saying, listen, you make a choice. I don't want to be that way. But now he's saying, but you need to make a decision how you want to be. So he says, but be transformed. Okay. How do I become transformed? How do I become changed? Through the renewing. So it says the process is metamorpho in the Greek, which is what we get metamorphosis. The caterpillar to the butterfly. 
How many ever seen a caterpillar? And then a few seconds later, it turned to a butterfly. It's just a wonderful experience. Boom, there it is. He's flying. Does it take time? Does it take time? I don't know why I need to, I need to go to church and have my life change. You come in and then you go out and go, oh, I feel good. And then you messed up again. Now you blame a church. Blaming God. No. It took time to make you that dumb. It's going to take time to make you smarter. You see what I'm saying? The problem is, is the dumb was easy because you didn't have much to challenge you on it. Now you got your past to challenge you. Now you got your friends. No, you're dumb. You got people. You got relatives. You got even your mom saying you're dumb. That's when you might as well give up hope. When mom says it, dad say it, but moms, when they go that late, woo, you're in trouble. All right. So he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by, how? By the renewing of this, this right here. That, that you may be able to. And this is the process. When the mind becomes renewed, you have a new outlook, new insight, new vision, new understanding. This is the life that I'm a part of now because I'm born again. Born again means my spirit is alive unto God now, one with him. But this oneness with him, it's complete. But I'm not operating in my spirit on the earth. I'm operating in this natural body with this mind that's been trained a certain way that these feelings are all tied to my past. And now I'm trying to deal with this new life. And all this information is coming at me saying, oh, you can do it. And my whole past says, no, you can't. You can change. No, past says, no, you can't. Oh, you can, you're, you, you can be healed and restored. And the doctors in the past says, no, you can't. Are you guys listening to me? Man, I can give you all, I can give you a list of what my past, natural past says. And I can give you a list of that wasn't true. God's word is true. God's word is true. God's word is true. That's my ultimate truth. Oh, you got all kinds of truths out there, but the ultimate truth is his word. The right way, not religiously, the right way. Amen. The right way. So he says, don't be, don't be conformed. Listen, ultimately this was come down to reprogram the brain. Amen. Reprogram. Remember the video we used to see with the brain and, and, the, and the neurons and the pathways and science shows us that you can create new pathways. We need some new pathways. Amen. We need to get on it. You, you got a rut in this ugly life. Make new pathways. Science is backing up what the word of God says. That is hope. Some of you need to tell, get this out here that you're hearing and tell your face to pay attention. <laughs> Serious. You know why your face is the expression of your emotion. All right, moving on. It's what God wants you. He wants you changed. He wants you transformed. He wants you to know his good, acceptable, perfect will. It's good, acceptable, and it's perfect. 
I used to love how people would break that down and say, nope, there's the good plan. There's the acceptable plan. Are you kidding me? We're talking about God. God's got, oh, there's good, better, and best. What is he, Target? I mean, that's ridiculous. People, ah. All right, anyway. No. God's saying it's good, acceptable, and it's awesome. And that's what he wants you to understand. That's his plan for your life. For your life. Now, uh, this, you all know it's got a part two to it, right? Okay, I'm going to go in go there because I want you to hear something. Everything I teach and everything I'm, I'm showing us in Scripture is something that can impact your life in a really great way, a major way. But understand this. That impact is for an area in your life. Not it's complete, it's for an area. That means you can get an area fixed and still have an area bad. And you need to understand that because this is the, the wackoness of the Christian faith. We're trying to attain perfection. No such things. And so when we get something and we blow it in this way, we drop the good for the bad. Because we define ourselves in that manner. Oh, I'm good, so I'm good. I'm doing good, so I'm good. Oh, I did bad, so I'm bad. What, what happened that's good over here? It doesn't live here no more. Do you see what I'm saying? What we do is, is we've got to look at life correctly. And that is, this area, I need help in. This area, I'm doing good. This area, I, I, I'm going to get it later. You know, we usually do that when it has to do with diet plan and the holidays. You already know you need to go on a diet, but it'll start in January because I ain't missing on tamales. I ain't missing on cookies. I ain't missing on, I ain't missing on no Thanksgiving stuff. You kidding me? I got to do a diet on Thanksgiving? Oh, you guys can, but I'm not. You're not pressing in, Pastor. Oh, no, I'm pressing in. The thing is, is, do you see what I'm saying? So when we look at life, let's look correctly. I, I want you to leave here recognizing that you're going to have areas that are more difficult than others. But it doesn't eliminate the good in you. Now, we're talking about works. When we look at your spirit, it's all good. It's perfect. And by the way, that's, I'm going to do my first Bible studies are going to be on Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8, which is all about this whole thing, about the fall, the sin, the nature, all of it. I mean, Romans really is it's a, it's such a theological book. It's so awesome. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to delve deep into Romans 6, 7, 8. So get ready because it's going to be awesome. It, it'll really help you understand this in a greater light. Because until you understand your born-again spirit and who you are is perfect with God. It can't get bad. It's perfect. Your outward action can spoil your soul. It can affect your natural life, but it does not affect your spirit. Your spirit is one with God. God cannot dwell with sin. Your spirit does not sin. Do you hear that? It does not sin. You can make a choice to, 
but your spirit is not going, I'm born again spirit, God's with me, I'm going to sin. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You have to renew this mind. Remember what the definite, scriptural definition of sin is, right? If you don't, I'll remind you. Anyone that knows to do good and doesn't do it is sin. You know, when I learned that principle, know to do good and do it not, it made things so much simpler because we want to make sin this major evil thing. And it's anything. It's anything. And that's why you look at that and you go, oh, my gosh, we're a bunch of sinners. Yep, yep. Well, go by, now you have to define your, your, your doctrine. If you're a bunch of sinners and you do it all the time, doesn't that mean you're going to hell? That, no, that's the majority of churches. That's what they believe. They, they'll, and they'll, they'll define it this way. When you do a sin over and over and over and over. You know the scripture says, obey the laws of the land? Do you know it says that? Obey the laws of the land. You know what 40 miles an hour means? I asked, I asked Officer Jeff. I asked him, can a police officer, truthfully, can he cite you at 41? And he said, legally, yes, he can. We don't, but legally we can. Speed limit's 40, you're going 41. How many have gone 41 in a 40 or plus over and over again? Y'all burning in hell. You need to get resaved again. Now, we, we laugh and giggle at that, but that's exactly what church's doctrines are. But then they will not allow it to go that way because they want it to be, no, no, it's bad ones. No, God says sin is sin. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you start hearing Pastor Daniel, you're like going, wow, that stuff makes sense. Yeah, that's what the Bible does. It's when you're confused is when you're religious. Or poisonous snakes. Moving right along. Father, we thank you for the word. And we thank you that your, God, your word is awesome. Hello, Jesus. This is a good word. And we have just a passion and desire to get more of it in us so that we can have the change. And then once we change that area, we'll go to another area for change. And we change that, we'll go to another area. We're going to continue to change. And when we see the battery, we'll work on it. We'll renew our minds. That's how this works. We understand it in the natural. We're going to put it to practice in the spiritual because that's what your word says. Father, thank you for the word. It is truth. And we're going to apply it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Love you guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.